See this? This is my boomstick! got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. Oh my god, and we are back. Asian, what are we? Asian cult cinema. My name's Mal. With me as always. Dr. Morbius. Yeah, because we do all these shows. And, oh yes, I'm from Farts Unknown, by the way. Or, did I say Farts Unknown? Or farts Ooh, unknown? I smell it already. It's uh, not unknown. Yeah, hey, better to smell it. Uh, what is it? Smell <laughs> he it, who smelled it, it, dealt it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, uh, yeah so uh, yeah, this is the uh, Asian cult cinema, number 33. 33. That backwards, it's the same number, like the other one. Like, so, like, like, like our uh, slow robotic logo. or yes. whatever. I don't know. Anyway, Words. we digress. Yes, we do digress often. <laughs> yeah, often. <laughs> Early and often. Early and often. So yeah. this is, uh, this week, our Asian cult cinema is the Asianist cultist one ever. Not really. Well. It's a, it's a, it, it's the heavy hitter. Godzilla. No, this isn't Godzilla. Well, Godzilla. Well, he's in it. In it. Yeah, Godzilla. This is, this is the first one where they started to lighten it up a little bit, didn't they? Slightly. Slightly. Because this is the Godzilla versus... The three-headed monster, or Ghidra, Ghidra, the three-headed monster. Yeah. Um, this is an interesting. I I know this is one of those weird things. I was thinking about this quite a bit when I was watching it. Um, for the show, I was thinking about what to talk about. This one came right after Mothra. Right, and you know, much or like Godzilla versus the thing, whatever. Yeah, mu- much like Kung Fu. Why we changed Kung Fu theater to Asian cult cinema. That's uh, although I perc- how much I love Godzilla, how much I love all of the movies, they do the same thing to me. I couldn't tell you what monsters called what sometimes. <laughs> like, not, like I know Rodan and I know I know yeah. Mothra. Yeah. Like they get kind of yeah, blurry Ingress in my head. And like these, you know, like Ibra, the the, the sea monster. Yep. And, and Mega Godzilla and um, uh, Megalon and uh, and and now there's the there's the very distinct. Like eras of Godzilla. This is still in the first era. This is sixty five. Like I think. the 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 suit changes. All Godzilla the changes. Like there's at least eight versions. Um, I think there's a new suit for every movie. Not everyone. Like because this no. one was the first three or four had this where he looks like an old dinosaur kinda, mm-hmm. and he doesn't have the fire breath. He just has the smoke, the, the radiation, radiation breath yeah. kinda. Like. Uh, and it's and that's the thing where I I don't sound like I'm a huge Godzilla fan even though I am because I don't know these little nitpicky things but my brain doesn't really work that way mm. like I don't remember song titles I don't remember actors names I can tell you movies I've seen and when I saw them and all about them but I just don't work that way like and 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 unfortunately Godzilla falls into that where I know I've seen this one sure you but probably saw it on TV oh like, mi- mi- like t- mi- time after but time but it becomes time. like a, you know Godzilla versus the uh, invasion of the Astros or Mothra it's a, co- it's a collage of Godzilla's revenge even though now it was yeah. pretty different or destroy all monsters yeah. or whatever because Godzilla changes he does he's a villain but then he's not quite a villain then he's kind of silly then he's funny and loved by all, by all of Japan but then he's a devil again and you're like <sighs> side note when Mothra comes over and Mothra is that worm thing. Mothra is like the voice of reason in this movie. He is. Long time ago when I was uh, 
more bit more of a consumer. I was looking around on eBay. There was a Japanese radio-controlled Mothra, m- like that worm. Oh yeah, the, yeah, Mothra in the larva stage. Yeah, yeah. And it was an old one from the '60s. It was going for thousands of sure. dollars, and I went, sure. "What? You thought about it? Or Hell, no, 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 oh, okay. no." And I was like, "Wait, say what?" And that's I before I really realized how deep the insanity runs with old Godzilla stuff, old Ultraman, old Astro Boy sure. stuff. Sure. You can get into the tens of thousands of dollars Easy. if you have yeah, that if poster you have that, or that one thing. And if, I, you, if you can afford it, I couldn't believe it. I was like, a radio-controlled worm larva from the first Mothra, and you're like, huh? They probably it sold. Was probably, for, it was probably only made in Japan. It was, but it was, and it was probably you know 200 yen back then, and it was, it was 20 bucks or something like that. And now it's thousands, and you're like, wow. But yeah, I mean, whenever something becomes a cult. Phenomena because Godzilla yeah. movies are still being made today. Godzilla you know? is the cultiest of cult. Pretty much, yeah, you know, and it's mm-hmm. funny because when I watched this movie and I liked this movie a lot, I just remembered when I was a kid why I thought these movies were kind of dumb because it's like they're acting, they're not acting, they're acting kind of like goofy monsters or whatever. But yeah. I enjoy the whole. The whole thing now, as opposed to like being critical of the dopey monsters or whatever. When I was a kid, I just liked because them because some they of were them funny. are good. Some of them aren't dopey monsters. Some of them actually look pretty good, you know. And, and some I mean, of them are very. The storylines are not for kids. Yeah. You know, and when I watched these as a kid, they were just what they were, like funny. You know, so they didn't show the very first Godzilla. That wasn't funny. That that was a serious. Not, no. not a super. It was a pretty serious plot line, serious things. But that was the only one that was really, really serious. It was dark. Yeah. Then, then they realized what hit, and then they realized who was watching these movies, and then they became like this one. You know, Godzilla is taking more flops than a freaking uh, European soccer player. Pretty he, much. He's flopping all over the place, and you're like, "What are you doing, Godzilla?" I tuned in for you, man. Let's start. Uh, I mean, it starts off seriously enough. I guess it's trying to be serious. You know. Yeah. Like, you know, it's kind of like it's kind of like uh, what you call it. What was it at the beginning? There's like a princess, and she's like, she's like they're they're trying to assassinate. She's her. coming to Japan so she doesn't get assassinated before she becomes the new heiress to the to this uh, island realm. And, and actually, in the, actually, I think in the very beginning is like a bunch of scientists, and they're seeing some kind of something flying through space or something like that yeah there was a little bit of cobbling done here yeah a lot, a lot of and it, that yeah. was more than usual because they usually weren't like i'm not saying they were tight but this one was a little loosey-goosey with that stuff where like what am i doing here what is what is this now like you know yeah they're <laughs> seeing some kind of a spaceship there's a lot of story little lines storylines going around they're seeing like some kind of space something flying through the air, whatever they don't know what it is, and they cut to the the second storyline of the princess that's coming to Japan because she's afraid of getting assassinated. As told by the security cop who's assigned to her, and she's on the plane with guys that with these weird like I don't know what what era it was, but like they look like old knights from like King Arthur with these like weird puffy like you know yeah it was like yeah like. Uh, I don't even know how to describe what they were wearing. It was like that... The, anyway, they were a royal, uh, you know... Uh, concubine, I don't concubines know. Concubines or <laughs> no, whatever. No, not concubine. But, and they're like, oh... Because then sh- they're like... They show the must- mustache twirlers back in the pa- palace going, yeah, the bomb's going to go off, see? <laughs> yeah. And then they go back to the plane, and, and he's like, what would you like? And she's like, oh, just a drink. And he walks out, and then this space voice 
goes, hey, walk off the plane. Get up now. And she's like, I will walk off the plane now. And she just steps off the plane while it's flying. Plane goes kaboom. Smash cut. Now she's she thinks she's a Martian. And now she shows up on Earth and she's being invited. She's going like, hey, Earth must be like, you know, there's a coming, like, you know, invasion or the end of the world. She's like the coming. end of the world uh, Jesus preachers in, like, Vegas that have the sandwich board and yeah, the, yeah, they're all yeah. crazy. And everybody's, like, well, looking at her going like, huh, what's this? Is, what is she like? So the, the first hippie or something like that? Yeah, you I know, know. She's like, she's like, and then that's going on. And, oh, but side note, she, because she's very attractive. She was the Bond girl. Oh, Th- that I girl, forgot, I that that girl her. that played Princess Whoever, Sandwich, the Crazy Martian That's girl. Right, I forgot she about was that. the first Asian Bond girl from uh, Thunder. No, you only live twice, yep. right? You only yep. live twice. Oh, and that was God. the one where I also they showed that really awesome Datsun GT two thousand. I was like, oh, I want that car. Because the other Bond girl from that was Mia Hama, who was in another Godzilla movie later yeah. on yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So from Bond to Godzilla, hey, why not? One way or the other, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Money's money. Yes. So, yeah. So, so she, she's running around telling everybody the world's going to end. And then the scientists are looking and they're seeing something coming to space. And then all of a sudden it's like something lands in like the middle of the woods or whatever. So then, then And that fulfills the prophecy because she's a smoke will come from the blah, blah, right. blah mountains. Then the thing lands there and it's like, then smoke comes from the thing. They're like, ah, she must be real. Oh, my God. So all right, we're gonna take a quick trailer break, or we're gonna take a quick break, and we come back. We'll get into the what, what what's act, going on. Act two. Act two of of three headed. Where's the three headed monster? Act we don't even two, know. Act two. Electric boogaloo. Yeah. Wow. Now I swear, the next one of you primates even touches me. Hey, weirdos. <laughs> Bring a fiend to a night of terror. But wait until the dead of night. And from behind the tombstone, maybe you will see the man and monster. And he is usually with the bloody vampire. It's time for terror. If you see this, you will see an unspeakable horror that terrorizes the universe. You and your fiend can make it a foursome when you meet the man and monster and the bloody vampire. Godzilla! It looks like Godzilla, but due to international copyright laws, it's not. Still, we should run like it is Godzilla! Though it isn't. Okay, now, this, the second act kind of starts out with Godzilla and Rodan just fighting. Remember, yeah, well, like, they, they, they introduced the two little Mothra girls, the peanuts. Oh, that's right, that's right. They show up and they're like, oh, you're a Martian and we know your brain and... Yeah, and then they introduce Mothra into it because Mothra's on his island or whatever, and he's friends of all yeah, everybody. Yeah. And they they kind of they're psychic, and they go, "We get a feeling that Godzilla and Rodan are gonna start showing up again." So you know, because they're on the, some TV show. 
Yeah, yeah. They're, so they're, weird. they're doing their act on a TV show, and they're talking about how they're psychic, and they know the girls are Martian, and they know Godzilla and Rodan are going to show up again, and they're cut to Mothra there, whatever. So it's like, oh, okay, well, well exposition train, thanks, you know. And yeah, and then and then you get another storyline where there's some the bad guys are still trying to kill the Martian, the Martian princess, a princess yeah, of Mars or whatever. This is so weird. The, this paper shows up. Oh, this. The Martian girl knows the future. And the police guy goes, that's the princess I was supposed to save. Then, in another country, this guy is reading the Japanese newspaper and says, hey, you bad guys, this is the princess. And they're like... Yeah, I know she, I know it's the princess. A Japanese newspaper in some other country, and the guy's reading it, and like, yeah. oh, yeah. It was like, okay, that's a little bit convenient. And then... So that then this they send a, a band of scoundrels to go kill her. Yeah. Or to verify first, because she's supposed to be wearing this bracelet. Well, then the cops find a, a, a fisherman who who has was, was pawning this bracelet, and he's like, "Hey, some girl shows up naked. She offers to buy my clothing and gives me this thing, so I just dropped her off." Yeah. And that's who your Martian is, and you're like, okay. And then they smash cut the Godzilla and Rodan fighting. And then while all this is going on, we don't let's not forget that there's the the mountain guys are still there looking at the the big egg that's who what Ghidra is going to become. And it's like kind of at first it becomes like kind of meta it's magnetic or whatever. <laughs> so, so it's like they're they're looking at this thing. And they go, wow, we're, this thing's getting something this rock that hey we don't know what it is a meteor or whatever. So they end up going. I think they end up going back. To tell everybody about they it. They like go back and forth like four times. You're like, yeah, what are you doing yeah, yeah. here? What are you doing? So like, then Godzilla and Rodan pop up and they start like re- refighting again, you know, because yeah. they're pissed off from the last fight. And you know what? I This is the one thing that was really bothersome. Godzilla doesn't do good fighting this time. No, nah, he's a little clunky. And Godzilla, Rodan's for the most picking part, him up and dropping him, and you know that one part where Rodan's carrying him like a helicopter just drops him. You're like, well, that's odd. Yeah. And and like, but usually, usually Godzilla is a bit more menacing and the kind of like the he was more of like goofy. He was goofy and docile and like getting getting whipped. And you're like, wait, what am I watching here? I signed up for a Godzilla movie, not some and dumb Rodan bird was guy. Like some like kind of like some jerky, angry bird or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> so, he's like he's pecking him on the head, and Godzilla's yeah, he's like pecking him on the head. I like, stop that. I I think Godzilla actually went and did like a a, a curly. Yeah. I swear it. I I was like okay, and he's doing the the soccer flops. Like he's yeah. like oh, I get knocked over. Yeah, this oh. is the first one where he really started getting like you know goofy. Because I think after this one is when the revenge one with the sun. And they start doing that little weird. No, no. Pop. The one after this one was was the one with uh, a- more aliens come to space. Astro one, Monster. Yeah, the oh. one with Nick Nick Adams or whatever. Yeah. So anyway, so these they're going at it, and then like all of a sudden the rock, you know, breaks open and huh? like Ghidra pops out of it. And it's kind of cool the way he comes out. It's like a phoenix or something like that. So now you got because it's animated. Yeah, at the beginning it's animated. Yeah, so Ghidra pops up and he starts doing all the destruction or whatever. <laughs> oh, you forgot before that though. The Martian ladies at the at the edge of the crater going, "Don't go in there." Oh yeah. Cuz yeah. it's going to be bad really soon. I know, I see the future. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah, some yeah. dude's hat blows in there. That's my lucky hat. And some guys like, "I'll go get it for 20 yet." And he's like, "Or 200 yet." And he's like, "Okay, I'll pay that." Then he dies, you know. <laughs> there there was a lot of this movie, I don't want to say more than any, but this one had quite a bit of it, where there was just this meaningless stuff. Like, 
They didn't have enough. They had too much movie, but not enough movie. Like there was too many plot lines, but yeah. not but not enough. Yeah, yeah, theme, yeah. Because like, Ghidra doesn't really do anything. Just they, they basically allude to the fact that Ghidra had destroyed Mars. Like he had Mars with that. Kinda. That you know the princess goes. Uh, uh, yes, uh, Ghidra was was originally on our planet, our planet of Mars, and he destroyed our civilization. Now he's coming to Earth to do the same thing to you or whatever. Yeah. So you got Ghidra going. Now you got Ghidra going around destroying everything with. I mean, Ghidra's a cool looking monster. Oh yeah. Wrong. He's got he's got his rays destroying everything. You got Godzilla and Rodan fighting over there, and then. They're going like, well, can't we get Godzilla and Rodan to help? You know, yeah. and they're going like, no, they don't like human beings. You know? Well, no, what happened? Well, <clears throat> she, because she said, Mothra can't defeat him, and Rodan, no, she said, no one can defeat Ghidra by themselves, like the Martian lady yeah, says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she talks to the little peanuts and goes, and she tries to get into Mothra. Go to tell Mothra to come. And, and they're like, okay. And convince them to do and it. And she's like, Mothra, Mothra. They do this weird, like, singing thing that gets the larva. Now, la- they Moth- did that in the original. Mothra, Mothra. but Mothra, tur- like, he stayed a larva in this one. Yeah, he doesn't turn into a moth in this one. And I was like, okay, well then. Yeah, I know. Whatever. Just whatever. There's a lot of, like, whatevers in this movie, you yeah. know? And that's kind of I don't want to say it's a weak one because I did like the fighting I did like the the monsters and stuff no the effects and the miniatures are beautiful yeah, well this. the miniatures I don't know why they get it so right and everyone else gets it so wrong yeah. they get it so right yeah. half the time you know it's a model you know it's a miniature but boy they look good yeah and the do. frame rates are perfect and the lighting is spot on like it it it, it that is unbelievable to me like yeah. even in these cheesy even the cheesiest ones the model work well, and the destruction. Well, the director, Honda, you know, he was a really good director. He's he great. Knew, he knew how to take all the elements and make them yeah. look really good. Where the lesser director might make them look a lot cheesier. Or just not oversee it and they would just be cheeseball. Yeah. So, so Mothra's called in to calm Godzilla and Rodan down. Yeah, he's kind of... They bring him in and say, look, you got to unite them. That's the only way you can beat uh, Godzilla or beat uh, 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 Ghidra. And... The peanuts are sitting there because they're like, we can't understand monster talk. And she goes, oh, we can translate. So Mothra sprays them in the face yeah, with this yeah, yeah. Gr- crap, like yeah, the, the with his, yeah, with his like, cocoon making web, yeah. or whatever. The and then he's like, you have to help fight. And Godzilla basically says, I don't care about Earth. They treat me like a, they hate me, yeah. so I hate them right back. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, very poignant and very true. Very true. Uh, yeah. And then Rodan's like, well, I hate you and I hate everyone. And then, and then, I was like, no wonder I love this guy because Peanut goes, oh, Godzilla, such language. I was like, I knew I like this guy. He trashes <laughs> everything. And he curses all the time. No wonder he's my hero. Yeah. Uh, then they like they don't ever agree to help each other. But then, but then when they fight, what happens is they don't get agree, and then Mothra goes, "Okay, fine, I'll I'll do it myself. I'll fight them myself." Yeah, be jerks. So Mothra goes and he go walks up and he crawls up to Ghidra and he starts spraying him with the larvae and like Ghidra just kicks Mothra's butt. He or whatever. he like literally kicks him he keeps around. Him like he keeps he keeps zapping him and Mothra keeps flying up in the air. I was like, wow, because we're gonna get into the main fight and also that there's that part where the bad guys come and then there's the yeah. part where they put her in a trance. So okay, we're gonna we're gonna take yeah. a quick break then we're gonna come back to wrap up. Godzilla versus Ghidra. It's just Ghidra. Just Ghidra. three-headed monster. Just All right. Ghidra. All right. We'll be right back. 
Johnny, what can you make out of this? This? Well, I could make hats, or a brooch, or pterodactyl. Could you... um... From Ferranti and Teicher's new album, that was called Freedom. And now we hear from Carol King and Jazzman. Nice song, huh? Tim Moore in Second Avenue. Say, how about something good to eat? Something like tender, savory hot dogs bursting with flavor. We have them at the snack bar, you know, served up on fresh, warm buns. Or help yourself to popcorn, freshly popped, light and crisp. And be sure to get plenty for all the gang in your car, or they'll just send you back for seconds. And when you get to the thirst-quenching department, we have your favorite refreshment, jumbo-sized cups of ice-cold Coke. For the taste of your life, enjoy Coca-Cola here and now. America's number one soft drink. It's the real thing, Coke. That was Mac Davis. You gotta stop and smell the roses. Illinois Nazis. I hate Illinois Nazis. Now, Mac Davis wasn't an Illinois Nazi. He was a good old country boy. He was just a regular Nazi. No, he was a country boy. <laughs> you, know, you know, what's funny is, like, I was telling you, this movie, Ghidra, when it came out in the theaters, it was played on a double feature with Elvis Presley's uh, Harem Scarum. Can you imagine that? I got to ask my friend about this, because he told me, my friend uh, 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 Hilger, because he, he saw Harem Scarum when he was a kid, and I'm wondering if he's on a double feature with uh, Ghidra. See, what, <laughs> that's wild. See, I I want to kind of get deeper into the Elvis library, because I know there's some real hidden gems in there, but I know there's a lot of just singing around, and and I don't know which ones, like Kid Creole, I'd like to see, That's and there's a couple, and there's a few that I think are gonna are gonna be real gems, but there's oh, a lot. Las Vegas. There's a lot that are just gonna be kind of. With Anne Margaret. Yeah, but whatever. So. That's not why we're here. We're Back here to, to talk about movie. Asian cult cinema, baby. Hedra, the three-headed yeah. monster. Three-headed monster. So now, Monster is literally getting its butt kicked, even though it doesn't have a butt, but it's getting kicked. And uh, <laughs> and then Godzilla's like, hey, you don't do that to the guy I'm going to beat up. So he walks over and just starts, like, he starts, like, kind of hitting him. And then that's where he he gets flopped again. Like, he, yeah. And he, he, so he uh, Godzilla falls down, then Rodan's like, hey, don't beat up the guy I'm going to kill. So then Rodan comes in, and he's doing the best of any of them. Yeah. And then they're kind of... We, we also go back to where now the doctor is putting the Martian girl under a trance because there was also this plot, we didn't even... We skipped over it, where she's friends with the reporter, and the reporter has the scoop, and she's going with this... Oh, Mars yeah, ladies with the, But who cares? Yeah. So now... She's the, with the cop, and they're gonna tra- They're putting her into a deep trance uh, to see if, who is this lady. Is she really this, or is? She, and she says she's a Martian, and she says they've been there for hundreds of years, but over the years they died off, and there's just a few of them less, and like consciousness stuff. So she has the Mars consciousness, and she thinks she's Martian. Well, now they're <laughs> running. Now while this happening, like then um, the the bad guys try to come in and kill her. And they get they get hit by like uh, one of the Ghidra's uh, yeah Ghidra's like uh, hits a mountain and the the mountain the debris hits their car <laughs> and it knocks them out. I mean it kills a couple of them, but the main bad the main guy, guy with a with a sniper rifle is still alive. He's still alive. So we got his storyline still keeps going. All this going. stuff is happening while monsters are fighting in the area. Like yeah, that's kind of like fighting through a hurricane or fighting yeah, through like yeah, lava. Yeah. There's monsters fighting each other while you're trying to kill someone. Wouldn't you postpone it and be like, I'll kill her when there's like less monster in yeah, there. Yeah, let, let me go save my butt, and then when it's done, maybe I'll like not That's kill That's not her. how this guy thinks. So no, he's, uh, their car gets crushed with stuff, and they're still fighting. And the fighting is intercupped, I think, to keep things rolling. Because yeah. then at one point, uh, 
Mothra grabs hold of the tail. No, 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 that's before. Now Mothra's spraying him in the face, the Ghidra. Yeah. And Godzilla comes running up and does that three-headed grab thing. <laughs> and then Rodan starts pecking their heads, and then, like, Godzilla grabs him by the tail, and and Mothra keeps spraying him and spraying and spraying him. Now we flash over again to the princess. She, Martian princess, falls down the mountain. Yeah, she she was originally in that one uh, room with the with the gown on they were doing anything but she got out of there and she got mm-hmm. dressed and she's like trying to run away or what well, 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 they, they were up, they were mar- up in the mountain well they because that the rock smashed the thing they were in and they could they could only escape through this mountain oh, path yeah. so then the mountain pass she falls off that the guy goes down to save her the guy with the sniper rifle, snidely whiplash with the sniper rifle, starts shooting at her. And, and he's a cop. Yeah, he's going to start shooting. No, no, the the, the oh, bad yeah. guys. The cops with the princess, the Martian princess. So the bullet hits her head, That's just right. skims it, and she fall down. She falls down, and the cops shooting away at, at the bad guy. And then she wakes up. And she's like, "What am I doing here?" And she's like, "Wait, are you Martian or are you just regular?" She's like, "I'm regular. Who are you?" And she's like, "Okay, I got a long story, but." Let's get out of here first. So she, he gets shot in the arm, and then I, then the mountain falls on this mountain, guy and Ghidra, kills him. Another Ghidra hit. Ghidra know. is laying waste to the bad guys. Yeah, it's weird. So she, she finishes that guy off. So now they crawl up, and he's like, "Oh, let me save you. You know, you're the princess, and we just want to save you." And then the monsters keep fighting. You find, and yeah. finally, the Godzilla. Like keeps throwing like boulders at yeah. Ghidra, and Ghidra says, "Okay, I give." You know, Godzilla just, just whips rocks. He 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 does that to Rodan in the beginning. Rodan's sitting there looking away, and he's just hitting him in the head with rocks from behind. He's yeah. like, "Yeah, he's like that guy." He's like, "Yeah, take yeah, that." Why did Rodan get so you know tough? Yeah, because yeah, Rodan had spikes on his stomach too, which I don't remember that. Yeah, no, he was he just destroyed buildings in the first one with his flying or whatever. Go yeah. figure. Yeah, they gave him all these extra superpowers. Now, does. Now, Ghidra shows up in that duel in space, doesn't he? He shows up in Invasion of the Astros. Invasion right? of the Astros. And then also in Destroy All Monsters, and I Destroy think. Destroy All Monsters, Well, then too, obviously, yeah. like, um, like almost everyone's in that one, isn't there? Yeah, uh, everybody's in Destroy All Monsters, right. including you guys, you know. Yeah, like every, other, like just other monsters they, or whatever. That's all monsters. All yeah. monsters, yeah. We had to do that one. That's a good movie. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so now, like, Ghidra's... Gone, but not dead. Yeah, he takes off like, okay, he, I give. He just flies away. And then you're yeah. like, well, see ya. I'm going to go, you know. Th- that happens quite often in these. They don't want to kill off this monster. They built, they bought the suit. They built the suit. Yeah. He's not dead. Hang it up somewhere. He'll come back at some other time. It's like a wrestler. You put him on the shelf yeah, a little while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you forget about him, up, oh, surprise, Ghidra. You know, you're like, oh, my God, Ghidra's coming out of the, stain, the stands. Yeah. Who would have thought it, you know. So and it's just that whole thing. And then. And then the girls are like, oh, thank you, Mothra. Let's go back to our hometown. And then they get on his back and he floats away. Really an odd wrap-up. Yeah, and then then the princess is like, you know, at the end, she's like, was I really like, you know, Martian? What was I doing? He's like, oh, you said you loved me and you should marry me. That's what he said. Are we going to get married? No, he didn't say that. Um She's like, oh, well, I owe you my life, and, you know. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Everything's going to be fine now, and I'm happy. Now I'm back to the princess. And all the bad guys are dead that wanted to yeah. kill me, so. Bad guys are dead. Monsters just kind of go, well, see you next fight. Yeah. And yeah. I'll just go in there. back in hibernation for, like, a year, and then we'll come back for the next movie. So weird. The ending was, like, meh. 
Like they just said, meh, and they just wrote. Yeah, we're done. I think on the the last four pages, they just wrote Hollywood happy ending, and they just said go, and they pointed the camera. And they, <laughs> like, oh, I was just kidding. I love you. Let's get married. The end of that one. Oh, see you later, Rodan. We're best friends now. That's the end of that one. You know, he just he just wrote Hollywood happy ending and put a stamp it, on it. It's Toho. About, it's 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 about as logical ending as it should be, considering all that's happened. Good it's point. logical. Yeah, it makes sense within the realm of this strange world of. No, I loved it because I. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I thought it was funny and stupid and silly. Is this one, like, messier than most, or am I imagining I that? don't know if it's messier than most, but I think it was the first one that got a little too messy, because before it was, like, Mothra and Godzilla. This one's destroyed it was almost, too many monsters. It was almost, like, it. very, like, scripted. Like, it was it was wrestling. Godzilla comes out, bad guy comes out, bad guy wins, kind of. Things, they go to their corners, then they come out, Godzilla figures out a way to win. Everyone's happy. I think Invasion of the Astros was better. Yeah. But Ghidra is a cool monster, though. Oh, yeah. So you get this, like, giant three-headed, uh, you know, flying, you know, uh, whatever it was. Really done Bird well. The Very often, Dragon, multiple whatever. head dragon yeah, things yeah, yeah. are kind of floppy and flaily. This one was really well done. I mean, there was some... There was flop, a little bit of a but flop, not mu- but. but most of it was pretty tight where the heads all were doing what they were supposed to do and lightning was crisp when it was you know put in when the effect was put in. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. So yeah. I had fun with it. Um, yeah. But it was one of those where you're like, wow, this is it a was, little um, bit. It was a let's throw what let's throw everything in the in the pot. This is like a Batman and Robin uh, yeah. movie where it's too it, much. It was the first one that that dared to be a little sillier than the others, and it and it and it is yeah, it is what it is, you know. It's, it started that trend because that trend got crazy silly. Some of those are downright absurd, you know. I mean, and I realize I'm talking about a big monster. You're talking thing, about, but I mean, yeah. like they are crazy, funny, like goofball movies, yeah. you know. And 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 it wasn't that, but they realized kids were watching on Saturday mornings. And kids, Godzilla became like a you know before it was just like. You know, oh well, let's. I get we got an idea to do like a, a a giant monster, and then it became like, okay, so now that Godzilla's a bad guy, so what are we gonna do now? I got an idea. Let's make him the good guy. Let's make him like not the guy that wants to destroy the world. We'll get another guy that wants to destroy the world. Now he's protector. Now he, he's friend all children. He, he, he basically you know, from this from this point on, I think he became a like a Lucy. protector. Oh yeah, yeah. He did. They transitioned him to a good guy, which I liked that quite a bit. Um. Because it was like let's, it wasn't all about let's destroy Godzilla. Now it's kind of we're all on his side and go get him, Godzilla. Go fight the other monster. Yeah, and he did, and he always he always won because he was Godzilla. He's the king. Yeah. Um. Then, then they transitioned back. Now the new ones. Now he is the menacing hmm. death machine that can't be stopped. Mother Nature, nuclear power, whatever you want to, whatever you want to say about it. That's what could be attached to it. It's just that unstoppable. Well, thing I, that might kill us all. You well, know. I know, like, I know the the whatever reason for it because of like atomic power, or whatever. But what's your theory about what got why Japan was so obsessed with this total destruction, like they were from with all these movies? I'm was not it? Sure. I mean, was it because of the bomb, or was it just because they like to blow things up? Or no, you know? I, well, and this is this is highly speculative. Speculative. Um, uh, boy, I can't say. I, of course, the the original analogy was from the nuclear bomb. The first one was a lot more somber that was than all the other very, ones. Are. That was reflective of the true feeling. That was a big deal. 
we were the perpetrators of that big deal. So and it's a little bit yeah, difficult. But, you know, uh, we were uh, pushed into uh, it. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not placing blame. Yeah, I am just blame. saying yeah, we yeah. did it. You know, yeah. and that, and they suffered the wrath. Yeah. So, you know, they it wasn't blameless, but that's the way it was. I think that's just like the easiest way to make it like to induce panic. Kind of. I don't even think now. Mm. I don't really think the newer ones or those silly ones were even making any kind of analogy to anything. It was just um, an imminent threat. Something's yeah. going to blow up everything. And it's easy to just blow up all of Japan. When you've seen it in five movies, the sixth and seventh one, who even cares? Of course he's yeah. going to blow up all of Japan, you know. Yeah. Um, and this really was just like, you know, an, an outer space movie. Yeah. As opposed to like, you know, nuclear threat from like, you know, within or yeah. whatever. So they just got more sci-fi as... The and Japan loves... See, watch, they love showing crowds of people running. Yeah. Oh, God, dude. The first yeah. they love showing little kids in little shorts running. And then they love to see just panicky people running. Every movie has panicky Japanese yeah. people running. And, and, and that dun 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 music, that, that <laughs> marching music. I love it. So, yeah. uh, you know, overall, if you're a Godzilla purist, of course you got to see this. Uh, although there was a Godzilla two-day Christmas marathon in El Rey, and I, yeah. didn't, I didn't watch them. I watched them. a little bit of it. They played this. I didn't watch much, and I was like, oh, I should have... I don't know. It's one of those things I regret, but I have all of them, so what do I care? Yeah. Um, so, overall, I'd say, of course, go see it. Yeah. Don't expect it to be... It's not the best. It's the best, but it's not even close but to the worst. But so. it's it's well done. Yep, so there you have it. All right, that's this week's Asian cult cinema. I think next week we're going to delve into something quite different. Yeah, yeah. More and more. We're going to get another dub movie, but a different kind of dub. Different kind of dub. All right, that's it for this week. My name's Matt. With me as always... Dr. Morbius. And this has been Asian cult cinema on uh, Radio St. Pete. See you next week, everyone. Can you believe it? We are back again another week. Of Another Asian week. cult cinema. This one's really a cult. Yeah, it movie. is. My name's Mal. With me, as always, Dr. Morbius. From Parts Unknown, and this is the podcast, or the radio show, I should say. Radio podcast show. Dedicated to uh, the wackiest of wacky Asian cult cinema movies. Of which there are many. Yeah. This one, this was your pick doc- this week, Dr. Morbius. What I made th- you pick this one? Okay, um, I, remember, I remember back in, like, the 70s, you know the uh, the director of this movie or the dubber of this movie uh-huh. was uh, really in vogue. He was a famous comedian turned uh, pedophile. Movie no, <laughs> turned pariah. Uh, no, pariah uh, I think is more the word. But not yeah. pedophile. Sorry, I misspoke. Pariah. Yeah. Pariah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it, it turned a movie maker, and this was. Like this was actually shown at the Grove Cinema because it was already uh-huh. like a ten-year-old movie. You know, we're talking about Woody Allen. Yes. But and and it was like the concept of it was that he basically took a Japanese spy movie and yeah. he dubbed it into a. What was it called? International Man comedy. Key of Keys or something. Key of Keys, yeah. And he dubbed it into a quote-unquote comedy. Yeah. And and basically, uh, this movie's called What's Up Tiger Lily. Yeah. By What's the Up way. Tiger Lily? Now, I wanted to kind of change our format this week. If you're okay with it. I don't want to do a scene for scene on this one. Let's just talk about it and the influences and stuff like around it. I can actually, we can, I can actually do a scene for scene because actually, but but we won't. But we, I, I mean, if you're that. okay with that, because I, I don't really think that it's even gonna. This movie, we can talk a little bit about what happens, but it's just a spy movie from Japan. It's actually they took two spy movies. Oh yeah. Here's the deal, which I, I read a little bit about this. The producer was Henry Saperstein. Saperstein uh-huh. was a guy who also went to Japan along with AIP and got the rights to Godzilla movies. I think he got the rights to a few, including wow. like 
Monster Zero or whatever, paid nothing for them. So he got ahead of hit. So then he decided, well, James Bond's popular now. Yeah. There's some Japanese spy movies. Let me bring them over here, do the dub job on them, and we'll make a lot of money. Because make no mistake, spy movies were the it thing for a long time. There were tons of them. Um, and, the, and the knockoffs, we've done them on, the, on our Slow Robot A Go-Go sure, show where we sure. did Agent for Harm. And, yeah. and there, you, there was one a week. From air, like they were usually cranking from Italy. Them out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Usually from Italy, from Europe, including Europe was cranking out Hercules movies, Gothic horrors, and spy movies. All that. Because it was it was instant money. Yeah. You know, just like Asia was cha- was uh, five years later was cranking out at Kung Fu. Yep, and that's the way it was. So anyway, know? they basically bought these movies, dubbed them, and he said, oh, "I'm going to have a hit on my hand." Let me, but but he showed them to an audience. And the people were laughing at the movies. And he's like, uh-oh, this isn't going to be no. a big hit. So then he got the idea, well, let me see if... There was a show that I never that I've heard about, but I never saw on TV. I bet you he got the idea from the show. It's called uh, something about Fabulous Flickers or whatever. And Hans Conried was, the, I guess, the creator of the show. He took silent movies and he dubbed comedy over <laughs> That's awesome. That's cool. So he probably saw that and he goes, hey, maybe I can do this. Apparently they tried to get Lenny Bruce first to 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 do this wow. movie, but he de- he declined. So then Woody Allen was like a pretty was doing really good at the time. He yeah. had do- he done uh, he had written in uh, I know he written uh, what's up what's new Pussycat with Peter Sellers, okay. and that was a hit. So he tapped him. So basically he got him and he goes, hey, here's a movie, can you dub it as a Boy. comedy? And, and Woody Allen got a bunch of his friends like over like I don't know a couple of weeks, brought them into his house rewrote the script and took them all into the yeah. studio and with a couple of other people and just redubbed this yeah. this movie. The um boy, imagine if this would have been a Lenny Bruce movie. Oh, I don't This had some dirty jokes in oh, it. Oh yeah, no, I know. I was surprised. I was surprised <laughs> that like, they they had some like, you know, uh, really like, oh, really for 1966. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, there was Woody Allen, I mean, um I my one of my friends growing up, yeah. his family and he loved Woody Allen. Yeah. So there was a lot of it around. I saw, uh, what's the one with the sex orbs? The um, Sleeper. Sleeper was one we watched all the time. There was a few others. Bananas. Bananas. Like, they were funny. Um, the the I early did, ones were funny. I right? did think they were funny movies. Um, and I have, I actually have some of his stand-up comedy on vinyl. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, 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 unfortunately, I have some of his. I have a lot of Bill Cosby. The you know, any Lenny Bruce on vinyl? No, I wish, you know. Mm. Uh, but, uh, and like Flip Wilson. I, like, I, I really like yeah, comedy, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I, I seek it out and grab it when I can get it. So I knew Woody Allen, he was a funny guy. Um, th- this movie, I don't know, though. Uh, it, it, you know, it is, I picked it because it's a curiosity. Oh, of course. And, mean, it, and, it, and, it, and it qualifies for Asian cult yeah. cinema. It really does. And I'm, I actually was excited to watch this because... If you don't know, for about uh, nine years, I did a... Seven years. I did a public access show. It was called Dubbed 420. And we used to take movies and, and cut them into 28-minute movies. You know, dub, dub them down the scenes. And then we dropped all the sound out and re-scripted them. And ours were kind of a little bit out there. We were a little bit rougher and yeah, a little bit... As a matter of fact... That's when I first found out about your show, which I only was able to see once over the air, where it was one night I was at home. It was Saturday night. It was like 10 Before we met, before you knew before me. Before yeah. I knew who you were. And I'm watching, and I had a public access channel, and I'm seeing a Hercules movie. I go, what's this? 
And I go, wow, somebody's dubbing this. And then all of a sudden they say like the F word, and I'm like, huh? <laughs> yeah. And yeah, we were crazy. And and every time I you were the bad show. I'll everyone, bad yeah, show. everyone that every time I didn't know that, but I was. <laughs> yes. Every time I, I was describing this to somebody, you'd be like, somebody would say, oh, you mean like what's up, Tiger Lily? Yeah. And I had no concept of what this was. I never even heard of this movie. Yeah. So all these years later, I'm very thankful that we did get to see it because the the riff the riffing genre has a few distinct like benchmarks this is one obviously mst kind of made that style famous which seems to be the one that now has taken root is most popular with the riff tracks with the cinema titanic there's a million different people doing that now you know yeah heckling heckling, heckling is, the, is the word for right. it well, what yeah, i used yeah. to do in theaters professional like heckling but but they were the, the MST took that and like kind of rescripted. They used actual scripts and they had writers. And no, stuff this like was that, an but, actual script. This this movie no, had know, writers. No, no, I'm saying. Oh yeah, this yeah, is yeah. Well, This is the first genre where they drop everything yeah, out yeah, and yeah, like yeah. redo it. The second one was actually showing the silhouettes or acknowledging we aren't the people doing the movie. We're just making fun of it, you know. Um, this one takes a lot of work as pers- as a person that did this for forty some shows. It's hard. There was there it's was It's really hard. There was a TV show called Mad Movies that came out mm-hmm. later after this that did the same thing that they were, but it was only a half hour show, so it was more like what you did where they would actually dub movies. I'm I'm wondering if those are some of those are on YouTube or not. I have to look yeah. afterwards, but they did like the same thing. They would condense a movie into a half an hour and and they were they were professional comedians. I think right. Richard Belzer was involved in it or whatever. But yeah, this is a t- not not to mention that these guys when they did this movie, they actually tried to follow the lip movements of the people. You know that what I is mean? that is that was the hard thing when we wrote it and we just the first couple we didn't do it, yeah. and then we realized you're standing there and you say a sentence and then there's still people flopping their it looks really weird. So we started doing that and that's yeah. what makes it hard. Yeah, because. This is not an easy task to just make words fill this amount as people are talking on screen and make it mean something. Of course, you did it during the good old days, where now you just get your uh, Adobe Premiere and just then just use the line, just to say the okay, say this line, then you match it right above the clip, and then you can stretch it or shorten it to fit the exact. Slightly, I know. You did it in the good old days. I often think if I had this setup that we had now, ten years ago, the good old days. If I had this setup now. The, like even what we do for podcasts, it would be so easy. Yeah. Um. We did it. It was so hard. Everything yeah. was so hard. We were talking yeah. into a tape recorder sometimes, and you. Oh uh-huh. my God! It was yeah. brutal. And and now think of now think of the sixties. How hard was it? But well, the, they had professional. I was going to say these that guys was, had all like, no, stuff all the at Godzillas, all the Italians. That was dubbing. No, they went to New York and they dubbed it in the studio. Uh, and they, they had pros that directed it. Now, what was Woody Allen's most famous thing? Annie. Oh, Annie not Annie. Hall. Um, Annie, uh, Hall. Annie Hall. Yeah, Annie. That's not gonna come out tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah, that oh, that that no. schlock. Sorry, <laughs> I meant. Uh, yeah, yeah, I meant uh, Annie, Annie Hall. Annie Hall. Um, yeah, you know, it was in the seventies. Always, who's funnier, Woody Allen or Mel Brooks? Well, he they was, both had their moments. He you was know? the it guy. But then, like I as I alluded to, then he married. He he what left his wife. And he left his wife and married his eighteen-year-old ex- his, 18 his daughter, student. or his, his they adopted, adopted his. But, he married I mean, his she adopted was of daughter. age, but it was let's just say that's, creepy. That's taboo. Like, like on, on major, every level. major creepy, you know. Yeah. I mean? But you know, he was like after Annie Hall. 
and a few other movies. His his comedy had gone downhill. He was trying to become more quote unquote serious, you know. Nah, don't bother. And it was he just lost his uh, interest for me, so I yeah. didn't care. But these early things are like real slapsticky and yeah, goofy, funny. So. All right, let's take a trailer break, and we'll, or we'll be right back. Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Hey man, dig this real gone show for a crazy thriller. It's Monsters A Go-Go. A horror thriller with the Go-Go Beat. Live on stage from Hollywood. See the teenage Frankenstein. See. Help. I need somebody. Help. The Beatles mystically transformed. See Hollywood's golden go-go girl, Pat Collins. See the ethereal materialization of 007 as James Bond. It's the kookiest and the spookiest. It's where the action is. See Monsters a go-go. Terror walks off the stage and into the audience. Free two for one pass to anyone who can sit through the entire show, and it's all live. This is the only show that gets away with murder. So come early and get a seat. If you're late, we may put you in a coffin. See, monsters a go go, monsters a go go, monsters a go go, monsters a go go. Now I swear, the next one of you primates even touches. Yeah! Enough of that. Yeah. So, and now we're back. <laughs> now we're back. I was just saying, yeah, we, I don't, some accents bother you a little bit. I don't, I don't, I'm not a big fan of the New York accent. No, nah, that's su- okay. The super accent. Not, it's okay. Not like slight accenting, you know, everyone has that stuff. I don't know. It's okay. Is it? It's, I don't mind. I yeah. don't mind. You're like, I hey, can, whatever. Can, forget about it. Forget about it. Hey, well, hey, hey. Come on. Yeah, let's talk about the bing, movie. Bada boom, bada boom. Let's talk about the movie. All right. We got, we got it. Scugats, yeah. So, we got this here Woody Allen. So now we're, yeah, we were talking about Woody Allen a little bit off air, and you know, uh, he it did, is what it he, is. He wrote a lot of stuff. He was like the it guy for quite a long time. Well, he became a big deal. He, sh- he was on the Tonight Show all the time. Mm-hmm. He had a hit movie, and then like because like Lenny Bruce, what was the the guy? Lenny Bruce was getting arrested. No, I know. I mean, what was the uh, what was the artist that was like kind of like him? Uh, the Campbell Soup guy, uh, Andy Warhol. Andy Warhol, like there was some people that are kind of like seventies it icons, sixties, sixties, yeah, sixties New York hipster icons, hipster icons, and he was one of them. Like you know, they just kind of, and the, the Greenwich Village, it was the that whole thing. Well, all the comedians you know. went, yeah, there. yeah, and it's almost like I, I, that's I, where you I, went to make it. You went to New York and Greenwich Village where to pay your dues, and if like you know the gods of comedy were were favorable upon you, then you become a big star. Yeah, I, Get on TV. I know. almost think like Seattle or Portland is trying to be that now. I honestly like really, place, I honestly really think that if you had half a talent and you went to New York, you it was a lot easier to make it then than it is now. I really do think so. Oh yeah, I mean that. Well, I really do I think mean, so. Almost. In, in my opinion, anyway, now you would just have to be internet savvy. Like it's just people that are on the internet and kind of really go after it and really do Twitter stuff. savvy. Twitter you know. and YouTube and whatever else, whatever is going to be next. Yeah. That's who makes it now. It's not. It's not people who are pounding the payment and trying and working. You know. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you gotta be. You gotta be like on the uh, social networks in order to get stuff. You know? Yeah. So back then, which is you why know, I'll always flounder in obscurity. 
Well, let's yeah. hope not. But if we do, at least we may we'll be occult heroes. Or yeah, yeah, famous yeah. after our death in Germany. Great. Uh, yeah. anyway, anyway, um, so yeah, so Woody Allen, you know, had talent, and uh, you know, he he was he was doing good at the time. So this right. guy just threw him this movie. He said, "Here's a challenge for you." So I mean, basically, this is like a spy movie. It starts off in Japanese. Yeah. And you're seeing like a like a James Bond movie where these guys are shooting and this girl's going to get sawed off in half. And then all of a sudden it cuts to like Woody Allen being interviewed by some announcer. And he goes, so Woody, what is this What is this movie about? And he explains it. He goes, well, I got a Japanese spy movie and I decided to make it mm. a comedy and dub so it. I called up know? some of my friends and we gave it a work over and... And now it's about uh, the search for the right uh, egg, for the salad, egg salad or whatever re- re- egg salad sandwich recipe, and you're like, huh? And what's interesting is I didn't, I didn't, I don't know if this was in the original movie or not, but when it cuts to the credits, the credits have a lot of nudity in them, but they're kind of it, it's getting like they're getting obscured. Remember, like in the credits, there was a topless yeah. Asian woman, and they get covered and it says up. Far, it says foreign. Uh, Foreign yeah, print. right, right, right. So you see a lot of that. And I go, I wonder if that's in the original movie or was this just part of. Woody Allen just well, being like a wise guy. No, I will say I think it was probably like that because there's a funny thing. The Japanese spy movies have nudity in them because this one obviously they did. do, but the Japan notoriously bitmap blurs they, they, out they, their they, nudity but in they, there. They, they they bitmap the downstairs. I don't know if they bitmap the upstairs. Don't yeah, they? no, I don't know. I'm not sure. I think the downstairs is bad and the upstairs yeah. is okay. It's very strange. Well, whatever. Uh, you know, but yeah. Yeah, whatever and. uh it's it's almost weirder to see that that bit mapping than it is just the nudity. Cause, but you know digitizing. whatever digitizing, yeah. And um, but it and the actors are the actors in this movie are are good. Oh um, um uh, Ku, uh Kumi Mizuno, that's the girl that he picks up at the bar at the yeah. beginning. She's been in Godzilla movies. Uh, yep. Mia Hama, another girl, was in Godzilla movies too. The the guy, the the crazy old guy with the snake and the rooster, he was in uh, Latitude Zero. He was Doctor yep. Who in Latitude Zero. Yeah. Oh God, the main guy was in a bunch of movies. Yeah, and then the thing about this movie was, it seems like it, it seems like the original Japanese movie was half a comedy too, because the guy who's playing the 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 spy is just really sleazy. He's like grabbing these so women. So weird, and it was at the time, and it was of. It was almost like, and, and I know. And Jap- this movie is offensive. Yeah, it's stereotypically offensive. Yeah, you know, <laughs> so, and, you, and I will Japanese, especially during these times, the sixties, fifties, sixties, seventies, they were really good at almost. They would take something and just copy steal it. it, and then kind of make it theirs a little bit. But you remember, you, I, you know. remember this because before your time, or maybe you do. But back then, there was the stigma of when you're buying. A stereo or something. When you see Made in Japan, it was like it's inferior. Yeah, they did a complete 180. They did a complete 180. Um, they yeah. became like really hy- hyper manufacturing, yeah. stringent. Yeah. And that's when then it became don't buy from uh, Indonesia or J- or China. Japan is where you want to get stuff yeah, from because yeah. they were so. Because everybody was laughing at the Godzilla movies. Oh, look at the rubber suits. Oh, look at that. That's made in Japan. You yeah. know, Juliet stereos. Oh, that breaks down. Of course, it was made in Japan. And they got the message. Yeah, and they fixed it. And they fixed it big time. That is one thing they do very well is when they do something, they kind of do it. And they if they fix something, it's fixed. You know, and that's unlike America, where we kind of we, we say we say now. stuff and don't do anything. Now it's a disposable culture. Yep. You buy it cheap and you throw including it away. Including people. 
which is including sad. people. Yeah, uh, that's right. We'll dispose of you when you're of no good to us. Yikes! But you know that's just the way it is. You know what comes around. It's like I said, somebody else. It's a double-edged sword. It'll get you in the ass at some point too. Am I allowed to say that word on this show? I would say yes, but don't. Okay. I'm gonna leave that one, but you know. Don't do it again. <laughs> you're on a you're on a verbal warning. Okay, I'm on a verbal warning. <laughs> Okay. I've been written. Up. Oh my God! That's right. Don't write me up. I, I, I won't. Uh, you know, verbal warning. Okay. Yeah. I've been there. Been there. Anyway, so this it starts off with he's going to a bar and he meets uh, Kumi Mizuno and he's like, and then here's the weird part. He meets her and they go to dance and then the producer decided that this movie wasn't long enough, so they got the Loving Spoonful. The band, you know, you believe in magic, somewhere in the city. Oh, okay. And they just stuck them in two scenes. Which make which jarring, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, because they're not in the movie. No, they're not in the movie. They tried to light it a little bit like that, but so like uh, all of a sudden you get like this dance scene, and uh, there's the Love and Spoonful doing a fine song, you know, John Sebastian, great. And then when that song's over with, then they cut to like the uh, the spy and Kumi's like in the in in, in yeah, the, the room, and they made this joke that was. That made me laugh actually. Yeah. You know, when when she's sitting there, she comes out with her robe on. She's he's looking at her and she goes, name three presidents. Yeah, <laughs> and then he's like, okay, Washington, uh, Roosevelt, and Roosevelt, a- and she takes her clothes and he goes, winking, and I'm like, oh my god, give me a break. So stupid. And then like she goes into the shower. And then when she's like in the background, like kind of foggy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sh- something starts shooting into the room, mm-hmm. and he starts fighting with this guy, and this guy goes, "They're coming after you for something," and then it just gets weird because then it cuts out to that, and he's and there's a breakout like in uh in uh in a, there's gonna there's a breakout in the jail, and he's like in the car outside the jail making out with some woman. See, that's the thing. This movie is jarringly weird. It doesn't follow any, and I don't know. Now the other thing you have to think about. You edited the hell out of it. it I was gonna say when it must have been, they might have mixed stuff up and changed it. One of the things you know with this type of movie when you're when you're watching it, it almost and it wasn't from familiarity. It feels odd when there's not that silhouette in the front to say. This is a riff. Well, that's good. No, I mean, uh, but I mean, like they're saying things that don't make sense. It's a different. It really. But, is but different. when you watch it, you're watching it. If you if you just follow this as a movie, like you're watching a movie. No, but it's really weird. But see, you here's I mean? the big difference. This is not the same as MST. It might have no. influenced it because MST leaves. Well, no, the, they said they leave the talking. They yeah. leave the plot line alone. This one screws it up completely. Right. No. Okay. Let's take a break and then we'll come right back and we'll uh, we'll get back into it because there was a few things that I wanted to talk about that a little bit. So, oh, we'll be right back. Hey guys, come check out Two Dimension Comics, the comic book podcast with no direction. We feature candid roundtable discussions about all things comics, past and present, with a killer soundtrack. We like to include visuals of everything we talk about on the show. You can find that by going to bunchdorks.com and click on the Cyclops! There are only two things I can't stand in this world. People who are intolerant of other people's cultures and the Dutch. Hark, a film of tender love and the screams of vampire death. 
Now there's a powerful motion picture that rips at your emotions. The Vampire Lovers. It brings you beautiful love and vampire evil, and it'll drive your mind through a thousand terror-filled moments. You'll hear whispers of warm desire become shrieks of chilling death. You'll taste the deadly passion of the vampire lovers and become a slave of the damned. You'll discover the sweet embrace and the deadly kiss of blood nymphs who refuse to die. The Vampire Lovers. It's in color, and it had to be rated R. Under 17 must be accompanied by a parent or adult guardian. Don't miss The Vampire Lovers. That was really good pizza. Oh, this is the best pizza in a cup ever. This guy's unbelievable. He ran the old cup of pizza guy out of business. People come from all over to get this. Ah, yes, the cup of pizza guy. I mean, people come from all over. To, so, yeah, th- th- this movie is about the search for the uh, egg salad. Egg salad. And that's how stupid and, the plot is. And that's, yeah. yeah, that's as light as it goes. We did talk a little bit off air where I was I was mentioning, like, it was, I like, I would get, I would start watching this movie like a movie, and then kind of my brain would forget, and I would just be watching it, like, hearing what they're saying and thinking it was, like, real, and then I'm like, wait a minute, this is a spoof. Because there wasn't a lot of super spoof. No. It like they would go into into some dialogue that was like dialogue, and you're like, it wasn't. I remember when we wrote ours, and I'm not doing this. I'm not going to be like Troy Aikman, where I'm constantly saying what no. I did. Ours was continually insane. Like there no. was no way you'd ever like be relaxed and just start watching it like it was a real TV show. Because no, they, we were they, talking they were about attempting it. to actually. Try to get you through a plot, right? And, and be funny and, and, at the same time. And then time. there was one part where they and they did, they well, did the, a lot of experimental stuff and they did a lot of jarring stuff because at one point they did those hand puppets. Well, what what happened was at the end when like they, they, you see like a line come on the screen, it's almost like the projectionist trying to get the line off the screen, and then it goes off the ball yeah. with like two people making out or whatever. Yeah, and know? then and then there's a couple times where Woody Allen kind of comes there. They go, they break away to the to that office again. And he's not cooperating. Well, he no, yeah, they go, so Woody, uh, this movie's kind of confusing. Would you mind telling us what happened so far? He goes, no. And then it cuts it back cuts to the back, movie. Which I'm sure that was a big hit in the 60s. Maybe. Now, now it's, I mean, you know, because people like, had adoration for him. Or he was, well, no, it's not that much. It's just different. If you, yeah. you got, When you think of 1966, think of like, you know, the planet Mars or whatever. Yeah, You're in yeah. a different planet where all the stuff that you know now and laugh about has never even been thought of. This was completely different. This is almost like an avant-garde movie. Yeah, wow. And it might have been treated as... Even though AIP put it out, it's almost like an avant-garde movie. So do you think this is really like cutting edge? Would you call it cutting I edge? I don't know or if just it was cutting edge. It was, when I saw it in 77, I didn't find it cutting edge. But I was, okay. already, yeah. I was already... I had already seen mad movies. I had seen people right. you know, do stuff like that. But in 1966, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. See, and I, I mean, maybe. I was asking honestly. I don't I don't have any rest... It I don't have any rest... It doesn't reference hold... Point. It doesn't no. hold up, no, as well as it should. That was what I was going to ask you next. Edge. You know, like I don't hear people talk about it as much as something that really did like change things. You know, there, Woody, there's some movies it, that were like, wow, you know, because Woody Allen transcended that into more like funnier movies. You know, movies we actually wrote and were actually funnier. But as far as like the the idea of doing this, it's, mm. it's it, I mean, I give him credit for well, it's different for coming I mean, up with this and actually yeah. like not only making it 
quote-unquote funny even at times it was but actually matching the editing it matching nah. the dubbing it the, making no, a ton it of work went into this this is a real work this is a labor you know of, and i mean just think about 1966 that's when dylan won electric he was a folk singer before this it was like and it was happening in new york that's it, it was it was before like yeah. you know the beatles were still touring you know what i mean it, it, it's a different yeah. planet like you said might as well be mars because yeah it's so different you yeah, know it was, it was different so this was a different movie i'm and sure I, like yeah. the new york crowd were liking it as well as i'm sure it was, it's an aip movie it was playing like in because i've never heard in of middle this. america i'm sure too until i was talking about mine which is early 2000s my entire life growing up i never heard of this movie yeah, that's what it. i mean so it was never around it was never like even brought up by people and i watched a lot of movies so it was one of those things where it just fell off the radar and just kind of, which most movies do. Because, most movies fall off and just Woody go away. Because you know? was was by the time you were doing watching other stuff, Sleeper and stuff. Which you were, were, you were you were enjoying his movies, but this one wasn't considered like an important movie for him. Yeah. You know, yeah. it was considered like a a weird movie, a one off, a one off, some yeah. kind of thing that just happened and that's it cool. It wasn't you know? part of his like you know like <laughs> oeuvre, whatever the French call it. Of <laughs> wow, movie. it was considered like this French fries, your French fries, French, French bread. <laughs> so anyway, this whole movie, you meet you meet some other characters and it's like basically like a. Uh, you know, like a spy movie, and they're searching for the egg salad. You have the evil characters. You have a bunch of dumb yeah. jokes and sight gags. It it works to the extent that you could actually watch it. I oh mean, yeah, you're not gonna be like I watched bored, it. And you're not gonna be like, but you're not gonna be like laughing your butt off. That's so. I was wondering if I was missing the point because it wasn't no. side splittingly funny. No, I did laugh a couple times. You know, I mean, it it was it was funny in that you know sometimes they would say something and you just start laughing. You know, it was just like well, that was really stupid and great and you know funny thing. Um, I actually looked to see if I could find the original movie to do that for the next week's Asian Cult Cinema. Keys, uh, yeah, but it's not out there. I mean, it was been out on DVD. It was put out on yeah. DVD with, I think they put out What's Up Tiger Lily on DVD with the additional bonus of having. Keys. They do that all the time. Like I know a lot of MSTs did that too, where they're like the yeah. originals on here and this one. They did. And this is one, I don't know if we could get through it. I think we probably I can. could. I could. I, it seems like, like it's I a pretty cool movie. It. You know, Keys. Um, yeah, sure. It, because I like spy movies and 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 of course I, I like Japan the, quite a bit. Get, I can get through yeah. this one. Like I said, yeah. I scanned it again. I could go through the plot of it, but and honestly, the plot is so flimsy and so goofy. It's just a side that it's just like it's a side it, note. It's, it's a, a side a, note to like the set to the to dubbing and the side gagging and stuff like that. Yeah. Not to mention, it's it's not offensive, but it's kind of a put that because at the beginning you see starring you know nobody or whatever. You yeah. Know? <laughs> and and nowadays when you watch the movies and if you're into Asian cinema or cult cinema I mean, you know yeah. like Kimi Mizuno Miyahama you know, yeah we like know that. these guys and we know, you know most they of are, them because you've seen them in other movies and now with the internet and all the years of writing about these things now they will actually take these movies seriously yeah you know you know these people and they become favorites of sometimes yours. too seriously <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. I, you know, but, you know, I mean, I'd rather take a crappy movie seriously than take like a new movie seriously. That's how much I hate Hollywood now. I really yeah. despise. Well, I'm not. Hollywood. Yeah, I'm not defending one or the other. No, I do. I mean, I live. Man. I live in B movie land. And anyway, so of course I. Yeah. I like them. I watch you know, them every. I watch at least three a week. So. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. At least. <laughs> we know? we do a show called Slow Robot a Go Go, so we're watching them. You know. Yeah. 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 But yeah. It was, but th yeah, this is the oddball in Woody Allen. It I was. Mean, he he did do um. He wrote What's Up, uh, What's New Pussycat. He star He was in Casino Royale, which is a spoof of James Bond movies. Uh, where was so he in that? He was one of the James Bonds. I saw that in a movie theater. That's 
I, we'll have to watch that for the show. Maybe I'm missing that. Maybe I didn't see that. And I N- thought no, I you never saw the '67. That's an interesting movie. I didn't. I saw it when I was oh, a kid. With, I saw the remake. You saw the remake. Oh, okay. The original's bizarre. In my world. brain, I'm like, wait a minute. We'll I watch thought, that okay, one because yeah. I saw that with my parents, and they were really disappointed because they were expecting <laughs> a James Bond movie, and <laughs> it was like, a spoof nope. of James Bond movie. But that movie had every beautiful European and American star that you could think of at the time. And Woody Allen is there was like a bunch of James Bond, and he's one of the James Bonds. He's being a James Bond. That's yeah, really cool. Him, David Niven, and a bunch of other people are playing. Oh, James very Bond. cool. It's a weird movie. And we'll he, have to check that one out. I think he may have co-written it. That's pretty curious, because um, he and and I, from what I understand, Woody Allen did try other things. Um, drama and stuff like that. Like he, he did he, direct he, drama. He yeah. did quite a few uh, projects. You but know. I checked out around seventy eight, seventy nine. He's to me, he's a bit like Mel Brooks in that I really have admiration for his movies. But at a certain point, I was like, eh, okay. is, it, is it, aren't most guys like that? Everyone, musicians I mean, too, except maybe the Beatles. They they had like two or three records, and then after that, they're just either repeating themselves or not as like like ACDC, just one well the I same mean, album thirteen more times. Well, that's like that's <laughs> I'm what, joking. That, they're like a whole different category. <laughs> they made that joke. They're like, I get I get tired of people saying I have 12, 12 albums that sound the same. I have thirteen albums that sound the same. <laughs> that's because uh, whatever anyway. I don't care it's they're a, beyond reproach yeah. or whatever not that I love them or like them that much but you know I like them yeah. not, I mean but again I like the first four they're, they're, three or four of them and then it's like the yeah, thing about bands like that is that they're not there's not that much expected of them <laughs> you know what I mean show so up they do show, your shtick they, and go. they live up to their expectations yeah that's all you need riffs and you know yeah. Yeah, fire <laughs> you know that stuff but that's good that's so good. what do you wrapping this kind of thing up we're talking we talked about the movie we talked we told you all you need to know it's a spoof it's it's a well done movie um what do you what would you suggest or how would you if you would you say watch this don't watch this would you I'd like I'd say it? watch it uh do you as a curiosity piece yeah. just watch it watch it as a historical like uh, artifact of like something that I don't think anything was done film-wise before this like this. You know, dubbing came around, like, I don't know, in the 40s or 50s, but redubbing somebody's movie as a comedy, unless I'm, I'm missing something, this was the first of its kind. So as an original thing, you know, check yeah. it out. You know, I, you might get some laughs out of it. A lot of huge Jewish humor. I mean, it's funny, the the main uh, the Japanese uh, spy, his name is Phil Moskowitz. You know, there's a lot of that humor <laughs> in yeah. it. Yeah, you know? and, and he does have a very uh, interesting humor. Yeah, like different. I, 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 but it's funny. Like you know, and a lot yeah. of the stuff was really, almost like I, I don't want to say thinking man humor, but it's like highbrow. It's highbrow, lowbrow. High, yeah, exactly. It's made to be dumb, but it's kind of highbrow. And you're like, okay, that's like Monty Python. It was highbrow, lowbrow. They're gonna yep. appeal to everybody. They appeal to highbrows and they appeal to lowbrows. They yep. got the no one feels ashamed cutting, watching it. Cutting know. edge humor and you know, you know, slapstick. Yep. You go to see whatever. Carrot Top or or uh, Dice Man. That's lowbrow. You, low you feel kind of dirty per- as but, you leave, but, but with dice, it's perfect lowbrow. <laughs> Carrot Top has his moments. Yeah, know? I know. Prop so, comedians, whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, this is. I think it's worth checking out. You yeah. know, it's on YouTube. Get it while it's there. Yeah. You know what I mean? I did always feel. Uh, this might sound dumb. I always felt kind of ashamed that I never did see this because if someone, if you're doing something that, pe- that people are like. Oh, you're doing that, I'm, and I have no concept of what that is. That's kind of me not doing my homework. Well, see, I, like I, I, back then, like when I was, I like when I was doing that show, I, I was like, oh, I was like, there's oh, closure now. Now there's closure. I brought closure to you. 
we were doing the same thing, but we were doing it worse and more angry, I guess, or more dirty, or more slapstick, more dirty, <laughs> oh more God. angry, more, more crude, crude. Crude is the word. Crude, the, crude vulgar. We were lowbrow, lowbrow. Beyond lowbrow, <laughs> we which is a good thing. We were low and brow. You were, you were like, you were like. <laughs> You're like ACD, ACDC, I should say, yeah, ACDC yeah. of uh, of uh, dubbing shows. But it's a good thing. People yeah. liked it. People and liked I, people liked your uh, dub for Yeah, I think we had a pretty good, fo- yeah. pretty decent following. And I yeah. thought um, this movie was I uh, from a different point point of view. I liked it. I didn't think it was funny, but I did laugh sometimes. And like you, just like you said, hey, you should watch it just because it is such an oddity, a one off. Oh my God. Of a different time, you and know. And beautiful women in this movie. Yeah. Oh my God, that, you know. And, and, mm-hmm. and you know, you just watch it for that. That's a cool know? movie. I do want to find that movie now. The I'll Kia Keys, you know. I'll try to find. I was it. like, Ugh, I tried to find it on YouTube, and it was I'm not sure there. Amazon. If you go to Amazon, type in "What's in Tiger?" "What's up, Tiger Lily?" on DVD. It's somebody has. I do have a Best Buy gift card. Maybe I should go find see if I can find anything. Yeah. Stuff. There you go. Best Buy. Best Buy just gives. Best Buy just goes to a database and gets anything. Yeah, exactly. You know? All right. That's it for this week. My name is Mal. With me as always, Dr. Morbius. And we'll be back next week with more Asian cult cinema here on Radio St. Pete.